You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. It's a drunk podcast. I can rim like a motherfucker. You already saw my Sullivan in San Diego. He got a golden shower. Bundy just fucking cream pied Albano. I've been drunk. I've never been cum drunk. Woo! What's up, drunk marks and drunk marquettes? Welcome to Drink Up. Same drunk wrestling history, less calories. I'm Adam, your designated host, and they are the drunk wrestling historians. This is Eddie. Let us drink till thine asses are drunk. And this is Scott. When if you can, lose if you must, but always drink. Thank you all very much for joining us. We have a great episode. Correction, we have a great set of episodes uh, for all of you, starting with this one. But before we jump into it... Make sure that you head over to oneamaneuver.net. Get those Drunk Wrestling History t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, and onesies so that uh, you can show off the Drunk Wrestling History logo. You can look like a Drunk Wrestling Historian. And apparently, you'll get laid. Allegedly, we've heard. I can vouch for that. uh, (laughs) Well, I I know you guys can, but... (laughs) Well, it's probably not going to help someone who's not getting laid anyway. (laughs) Make sure you head over to winamaneuver.net, buy a fucking shirt. Buy a fucking shirt. And maybe I should buy some fucking blue pills, and maybe that will help. (laughs) Wearing your drunk wrestling history shirt, walking around with a fucking boner? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Eddie, take it away. A couple quick notes. Oh, you know what? I forgot to look up where we have listeners from, and it's the end of the month, so we would have, like, a lot from different countries now. Um, So, shit. (laughs) We're worldwide. Just sum it up. We're worldwide. Worldwide, yeah. Thanks thanks to all of our listeners in every country and that one dude in India. Um, (laughs) Thanks, one dude in India. Yeah. uh, Okay, next note is JC bought a fucking shirt. Thank you, JC, for buying a fucking shirt. yeah. Um, now we can okay. buy some fucking alcohol. There you go. Yeah. Um, our friend um, Ashley, who is Kiba on Instagram, the um, she is the one who cleaned the church while listening to the Katie Vick episode. <laughs> she got engaged. So congratulations to her. Congratulations. Congrats. And um, then I got a couple notes from people. Oh, no. One last one before I get to the notes that I got from people. Um, I didn't catch this at the time when we were recording the Starcade episode. I didn't even it didn't even occur to me until I listened to it listened to it before I uploaded it. Adam thought Baron von Raschke was one year younger than I am now. <laughs> you look awful, Eddie. Apparently I look way worse than I look than I thought. I thought I looked decent. I still you know what I mean? I barely have any gray hair. Like <laughs> Baron von Raschke had none. Yeah, he had none. Yeah, I have no I have no wrinkles because my face is usually bloated from alcohol. <laughs> Or diet soda. Yeah. <laughs> um, I died when you told me that. Too. I know. It didn't even occur to me the night we recorded it. When I listened back, I was like, fuck Adam. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was great. 
Whoops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, Whoops is right. Um, okay, the other... That's so to fair. get into the notes we got from listeners on that episode, um, someone um, sent me a message and knew what the original song was for Magnum TA and his grandma. No shit. Do you want to guess what it was? Fuck, because we're talking 86. It's also somewhat related to wrestling in another way. Like, this song was used in a different time and place in wrestling hot in for a pretty teacher. memorable hot for teacher <laughs> no hmm fuck i don't know dude it should have been grandma by um king diamond lick it up by kiss no it was uh the wind beneath my wings in 86 yeah i thought that song was later in the 80s wasn't that from like beaches or some shit i don't know i mean this is what i was told i, I can't i didn't i didn't verify this Interesting. Adam, okay. do you want to fact check that? See what year that song came out? The Wind Beneath My Wings? Yeah. Yeah, is that that's Barbara Streisand, right? I actually don't know who that is. I know it from when Stephanie sang it. Oh. Which was the other wrestling-related thing. <laughs> that's how you remember years, too. Wrestling-related shit. Bette right. Midler? Or Bette, Bette Midler, Midler, yes. 88. Well, okay, see, so it couldn't have been that song. That's what I then. thought. All right. Well, uh, I Damn forget it, who I it was. I thought we had it. Son of a bitch. I forget who it was that told Unless, me that, but. Wait, wait, wait. No. Or did Bette Midler uh, do a remake of that song? She must have done a remake. Uh, I have 80. Uh, assuming it's the same song. 82, Jeff Silbar and Larry Henley. That sounds like people that NWA would hire. <laughs> this sounds correct to me. So I, that must have been it. And then you start thinking of that video. That song totally makes sense. It does, yeah. So I yeah. wonder if the song was a thing before it was in this video. Like, Bette Midler did a cover of a WCW song. Oh, dude, that would be fantastic. <laughs> She's like, you're never going to believe this. I was watching this great match on a pay-per-view. <laughs> they had this song, right? And the guy it's was a dude on the and his grandma, grandma on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I got to remake this for a film. Beaches. <laughs> Oh, fuck, I'm dead. Oh, my God. That is great. <laughs> and it's called Beaches. Yes. Oh, my God. Please tell me there's a correlation there. This it might have the inspired story. the whole movie because he was on the beach. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I love wrestling sometimes. It's the greatest, especially the old school shit. Totally. <laughs> when they would do this cheesy shit like that. Oh, I love it. Um, last note is I got a message from someone else. It might have been the same dude. It might have been CR3YGR, whatever his name is on um, uh, YouTube. You know our buddy, um, Chris? Oh, Chris. Yeah. It both of those might have been from him because he always respond, He always leaves me a comment on YouTube at like 2 a.m. Um, Pez slash Shaska Watley is in the WWE Hall of Fame. Is he really? He went in in the um, what's it called, the Legacy Wing or whatever. Yeah, they, they do that it. Legacy where like they just basically roll a bunch of pictures of dudes, and all of a sudden they're in the Hall of Fame. So they, Pez was in there, huh? Yep, they put him in there last year. So we know nothing about him. We couldn't remember anything. All we know is he's named after a delicious candy. Yes, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Interesting. Yeah, I remembered it, Pistol Pez and Shaska, but like as far as like memorable matches or what, the, I don't remember shit about that guy. Yeah, it's weird too because he's like he's got to be the most recent person in that wing of the Hall of Fame because that's like the old school guys. You know what I mean? Right. That's right. where like Bearcat Wright is and guys like that. Interesting. So, so he's in the hall. Good for him. He's in the WWE Hall of Fame. He's a Hall Doing of Famer. Better than Demolition. Look at him go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. He only got in like five years after Macho Man. Yeah. 
He's doing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and so, that's it for the notes. So really quick to Ashley, uh, and I want to bring this up because it's now happened uh, several times during the run of this show uh, uh, for your engagement. And then uh, I think there was uh, somebody else who got engaged. Uh, just want to point out that I am ordained. So that's if, anybody true. Wa- if anybody wants to take advantage of that. Uh, yeah, Ashley, if you want to get married in California, come on out. Adam will marry you. Or we'll if you want to fly Adam to wherever you are. I, I love traveling. Yeah. yeah, And Adam, if you Adam. buy his and hers Drunk Wrestling History t-shirts, Adam will actually host the event for free. <laughs> he doesn't know that yet. We just made that up right That's, now. I'm pretty sure he'd do it just for like food anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> yeah just, give me, just give me just give me cake and uh, chicken plate and... Uh, <laughs> or like whatever your, region, your famous regional food is, you know? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Adam is here for it. <laughs> Buying the shirts well, is just a bonus. We'll, we'll cut you a good deal, but there will be uh, shirts involved. All right. Uh, so, as I said, uh, we have a great set of episodes uh, starting up with this one. This is the 21st anniversary of one of the craziest storylines and just general occurrences in professional wrestling. Welcome to Invasion Month. Quick quick correction, it's not the 21st anniversary. What? It's 21 years. What? So you're doing like WrestleMania 25 when they call that the 25th anniversary, where uh, WrestleMania 2 would be the first anniversary, making 20, WrestleMania 25 the 24th anniversary. So this would technically be the 20th anniversary. So but it's that, the 21st birthday. So which in is other why words, it. all right, it's the 21st birthday. Does that mean I'm a drunk wrestling historian now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. It's 21 years. We celebrate things at 21 years, not whole numbers like five or 10 or 20. Adam 21, baby. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> this is, it, it's crazy. 21 years ago. And this it was feels, early on. Feels, this, yeah. is, this would be early on in your wrestling yeah. watching life. This is, yeah, I have completed year one of of uh, wrestling uh, viewership and immediate, I would still say this is like immediately things are happening. So yeah, immediately uh, thrown into uh, the invasion storyline and WCW, ECW and crazy occurrences. XFL happened in uh, 2001 in this, uh, in this first year. Yeah, that's right. Oh, holy shit. A lot of, a lot of stuff thrown at me. And if actually, would, the, XF, the XFL happening sort of has a small bit to do with some I saw, of... I, I definitely believe so, yeah. If I, you had told anybody up. in 1997 or 1998 that, hey, guess what? In three years, in four years, Vince is going to buy WCW. And there's going to be a whole storyline revolving around WCW versus the WWE. You would have been called a liar. Absolutely Nobody crazy. saw this shit coming. I mean, in 97, it would have been more believable that WCW would buy Vince out. Exactly. Because they were exactly. smoking his ass. Oh, dude. It was and 83 then, weeks, right? I remember going to friends' weeks? houses. They had the PlayStation. We were playing that WCW uh, game at the time. I wasn't aware of any uh, WWF uh, games uh, in such high profile. So, yeah, I, I believe that WCW was the main one. Yeah, they were number one. Eighty-three weeks. Mm-hmm. Bischoff outs that shit all the time. Even if I, even if I wasn't engaging with yeah. them, but yeah, I I noticed it. 
Yeah, um, and I sort of thought we we planned this a while ago, like a couple months ago. We talked about let's do an invasion month. Let's do a whole month of invasion. The reason we picked July is because that's when the invasion really got going with the invasion pay per view. Which spoiler, that's going to be next week's episode. So we're going to kind of gloss over that pay per view. Um, it should deserve a lot of attention. So we decided to give it its own um, its own episode. But since we came up with this idea, shit and wrestling has gotten kind of weird. And it's like, well, okay, this was the biggest thing ever in the history of wrestling, right? Or modern wrestling, anyway. Yeah. Well, then this Vince stuff comes out, and you're like, Mm. well, okay, what's going to happen? Is the next biggest thing ever going to happen? Like, is Vince going to be, you know, you know at some point Vince is going to be gone, but is that going to happen this summer? Because it turns out. Tony Khan shows up. (laughs) He's like, I've purchased WWE for $3 million. Vince needs his $3 million back. Now Vince got fucked for three mil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because none of us knew this, but it turned out Vince likes banging paralegals at work. And is willing to spend $3 million to do it. Man, I hope it was yeah. worth it. I mean, it must. It had to have been a good time, right? I, you have to guess so for three mil? Yeah, I don't, I don't think you sent her away. I mean... <laughs> He's got to be, like, when you start that, you have to be thinking at some point you're going to have to pay this person to go away. Right. Right? So, yeah. So, you'd also think, like, the longer it goes on, the more it's going to cost you. So, you could nip that shit in the bud if it's no good. Like, if Vince was pure evil, he probably just would have had her killed. But I I guess this proves he has a heart. He just gave her money instead. Yeah, he'd have Rikishi hit her with his car. (laughs) Oh, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off! A big show tore a coffin away. <laughs> so anyway, and then Kane like, will will be open it up and never mind. With that coming up, it was like, wow, like we're really getting into this episode about like the whole world of wrestling changing, and we could be looking at that happening again soon. Yeah, I it doubt feels like it. We're kind of standing on that ledge, looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Like, I doubt that's going to happen, but who knows? You know, he might just say fuck it. You know, he might just retire because he can't fuck at work anymore. Yeah, I mean, the best thing is a lot of these cases, just they have to step away, right? Or he might, he might just want to step away because what's the point of coming to work? Uh, yeah, like Joey Ryan on the Jungle Cruise, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, they told me I couldn't sexually harass the chicks in line, so why even bother? Right. <laughs> I dick flip three kids Jeez. in the water and suddenly I have a fucking job. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so, okay, so we alluded to WCW was kicking WWE's ass. And it was for like several, it was what, 96 through 98 or so? It was 83 weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, a year, a good, a solid year and a half. That turned around, um, I believe, if I remember right, it was the night after WrestleMania 14 was the first time WWE won the rating. No, it was not. That's not true. It was the night Foley won the. The night Foley won. Yes. What I'm thinking of is the night after 14, I think they never won again. Right, yeah, X-Pac came out, and suddenly people were like, oh, people are changing teams. Time to start tuning into Raw to see who shows up next. Right, so the, yeah, and they were like, well, Xbox not in WCW anymore, so why watch? So WWE was like, you know, full steam ahead at that point. That was Phil X-Pac. Yeah. yeah, he was the needle mover, apparently. He really was, yeah. That's that's actually an interesting point. Roman's got that needle mover <laughs> shirt, but X-Pac was the, needle, was the real yeah. needle mover. Yeah, he was the original <laughs> needle mover. <laughs> and Sean being gone. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, so 
they've been they start so at that point they start losing money, losing money, losing money because the ratings are down, attendance is down. They do a bunch of dumb shit creatively, which maybe some point we'll do it. Maybe we should do an episode about like the death of WCW, like really take an in-depth look at that. Like the finger poke of doom, you know. Yeah, they changed the creative team a lot. Like Russo got involved. Mm-hmm. The uh, was it Ed Ferrara, I think, was the uh, the other guy, like his right hand man. It Oklahoma. did feel like there were yeah. so many visual overhauls. Yes, suddenly they stripped all the titles away and had tournaments and just started handing them out to people and the whole new blood thing. It got really confusing. Ruined and, the cruiserweights. Yeah, it, well, that was one of the best parts of the show. I thought. That was my favorite part of the show. Like, as not a real WCW fan, if I was going to try to catch something, it was going to be... Like, if I'd switch during commercials, I was hoping it was going to be the Cruiserweights. Right. Right. That was one of the best parts. But yeah, towards the end, it just got all real confusing. And then they had Hogan doing the weird shoot thing at that Bash of the Beach. And with was Jarrett. bringing all the... Yeah, with Jarrett and the whole backstage shit came out. And Russo got involved. And they just really muddied the waters. And it got... You know, not to point fingers at the creative team, but... It just got really strange, and they were in a bad place towards the end. Best part of it was Booker T was their champion. Right. Even the people I knew who liked WCW at that point were like, dude, WCW sucks now. Yeah, it's a sinking ship. You could see it. Yeah, they were like the way I am with NXT now. Like, I loved NXT. Yeah. It was my favorite show for several years, and now I I haven't even watched it in months. I'm like, really? Yeah, love Braun Breaker, but it's, it's not watchable, dude. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. Um... So by late 2000, there were people trying to buy it, but Time Warner wasn't interested in selling. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, we're good. We'll, Even we'll Bischoff to it. tried to get involved to buy it. So that was a little bit later, right? Um, like that would have been like early 2001. So the AOL merger, so Time Warner merged with AOL. So Time Warner was what Ted Turner's originally, original company became. It, it became Time Warner. They merged with AOL, and then the big conglomerate decided we don't need this so now we'll sell it so bischoff that's when bischoff tried to buy it so he gets together a bunch of investors and he said he was working with um an entity called fusion media ventures i think that's what those guys were i don't think this was a pre-existing thing but i could be wrong about that i think they got together and created that okay they offered 80 million for wcw but then they did their due diligence found out kind of saw looked at the books and offered 40 million. They were like, this is not worth 80. So in the meantime, Vince is over there. He's busy with XFL, getting that started. He's not super interested in what's going on in WCW. And he's like, it's not worth anywhere close to what, you know, because the word gets around. When he's whipping their ass in the ratings, why is it even on his radar? Right. So he's like, why would I, yeah, like, I'm not interested in buying that for that kind of price, $40 million. Why would I buy that for $40 million? I don't need that shit. And did that come with the TV deal, though? Originally, it did. Okay. So when they were so they off, so they were offering 40 million and that was with the TV deal. It seemed like a done deal but then AOL put um a dude, I think it's a dude named Jamie Kellner, um could be a chick in charge of Turner Broadcasting. He decided that wrestling and Turner Sports in general would he quote would not be favorable enough to get the right advertisers to buy airtime. So this dude just didn't want to have anything to do with sports in general and WCW in particular. Yeah, he wanted to cut bait. So boom, there goes the TV deal, and now you don't have a company that's worth shit because yep. what's a wrestling company worth without a TV? So does that mean this person was also looking to get rid of uh, Atlanta Braves broadcasting? I don't know. Did, that, they, did you would know that? Did that go they, away, or is that they, still no? On it, PBS? it would. 
I mean, uh, Braves would still be on there, I want to say, till like 2007, 2008. Just okay. like how uh, Cubs had... Uh, WGN uh, National uh, Network. Okay. So I'm just trying to see, like, really what is the sports entertainment interest. But it sounds like still leaning more towards you don't want to get the raunchiness of a WCW crowd interfering with interfering with or uh, giving a bad uh, influence to a baseball crowd. Yeah. Like, figuring I, maybe they could expand more on that side instead of And this. that could have been a thing where, so if they were only there for another seven years, six or seven years, that could be a thing where they were locked into it for that amount of time. So maybe he wanted to get rid of it, but couldn't until oh, then. Maybe, yeah. And maybe, maybe that's why like, it did eventually go away. So what do they just, the Braves just have local TV now? They don't have national TV anymore? Because they were like the one team that had national TV. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're... They're the same as uh, all teams now. They just have uh, their local markets, whether they're... Uh, uh, regular networks or okay. on their on their uh, cable channel. I think they're through Bally Sports now. Okay, but but yeah. Okay. Uh, um. So yeah. So they were like, nope, no more TV. We're taking Ni- Nitro and Thunder away, and that was that. So Fusion backed out because what are they buying at that point? Yeah, you're buying so a tape library show. at that yeah. point. Yeah, and the new company, you know, AOL Time Warner didn't really even give a shit. They were like, we can write this off as a loss. We don't really care. You know, like by. You know how accountants are. Accountants can come up with any fucking weird voodoo fucking numbers. Yeah, finding loopholes left and right. Like, get rid of that shit. Yeah. So at this point, now Vince knows it's worthless, but it's not worthless to him because he's one of he's basically the only person in the world at this point who could do something with it because he has wrestling on TV. Yeah. He has um, a way to to use the tape library because Coliseum Video had been around fifteen years at this point. Yep. So he could just buy, you know, he's one of, like, he almost buy nobody. The, he could buy wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, almost nobody would have any use for that tape library but him. And 24-7 I mean, was would, right around but not, the corner. Huh? 24-7 was right around the corner. Twenty, No, 24-7 was a long way away from then. Really? I remember having that shit in, like, 05. No, you talk about the, the that stupid on-demand channel that was before yeah, the Yeah, the on-demand thing. I had that no. through my cable, dude. No, dude, that was like 2009 at the earliest. No, no, dude, I had it way before then. Adam, you want to fact check this? WWF 24-7? WWE 24-7. E 24-7. Yeah, because I had Comcast and it was available through Comcast. And I want to say I had that in like 05, 06. Okay, I had it and too, but I don't think it was that early. I think you're off by a few years. I don't but know, But whatever dude. the case was, he had the D- he had the Coliseum video. He had a way to put those out. Yes. He had, they were already making documentaries all the time. So now he's got all that stuff to make documentaries, you yep. know? So it made perfect sense for Vince to buy it at that point. So he bought, on March 23rd, he bought the trademarks, the video library, and he bought contracts for 24 wrestlers for $2.1 million, which is 900000 less than what he paid the paralegal. <laughs> and I, I should point out, I don't know, even know if she lists, I forget her name, I don't even know if she listens to the show, but I tweeted that thing about Vince paid more for for that than he did for WCW. I and saw she responded and said, blew up. She responded and said, but WCW fucked him for 83 weeks straight. <laughs> That's a great tweet. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, 24-7 on demand, uh, 2004 to 2008. Then it became classics on demand uh, for the next two years. 2004? Fuck. Okay. You're right. Yeah. I it was, a little, it was way later. It was a little hard looking for that because I put in WWE 24-7 and all I see is the 24-7 title. So I really ah. had to choose uh, <laughs> the right wording for that one. Yeah, don't get me started <laughs> on that fucking thing. Yeah. Um, so Vince paid two, $2.1 million for it. 
we talked about on the Scott Hall episode about, remember when Vince sued WCW for bringing Hall Nash in and yeah. basically being Razor and yes. Diesel? They settled for $2 million in that situation. <laughs> so WCW, Vince basically got, got it for $100,000. Oh my gosh! Dude. Minus you know whatever he pays his lawyer, which you know the lawyers just aren't just salaried anyway. Isn't that crazy? You and I could have probably scraped up enough cash back then, found a way to do it like us and some buddies. We could have fucking bought the WCW tape library if we wanted to. I don't know about back then, but now you know yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I was young. Like I didn't make shit. I was broke as shit back then. But um, I, I'm sure I could figure out a way to come up with that money now if I had. Hey, to. you got good tits. Those things sell. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Um, well, Jericho said if he knew what it sold for, he would have bought it. That makes sense, dude. I'm sure a lot of these guys behind the scenes were like, wait, he bought it for what? Yeah, but same thing. Jericho doesn't have that infrastructure to be able to use it. He doesn't have a TV deal. He doesn't have a video He doesn't have a platform. Yet, so yeah. It wouldn't have been worth it to him. And this you was know? huge profit for McMahon because not only did he spend that money to get basically the tape library, mm-hmm. he bought the contracts of those guys to come in as quote unquote WCW to immediately have a war with his guys that was a ready-made storyline that people were going to be invested in. They waited for this for years totally. and now had it right there to watch. This was easy money for Vince, dude. No brainer. Yeah, and originally the deal was he was going to run it as a separate brand. He was going to do WWE on one night and WCW on another night. Right. But he couldn't... It was going to be called point, like WWE Presents WCW. Is that what it was going to be called? I think it was something like that. Okay. They were still going to be acknowledged uh, that way. He wasn't going to... Uh, it should have been Vince McMahon's WCW. <laughs> Vince McMahon presents. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it wasn't going to be like uh, Raw Smackdown, Nitro, or Thunder. It was, they were, I think they were still going to be called okay. WCW regardless. So he was going to add a show. He wasn't going to give one of his shows that. Right. And WCW was so toxic that even Vince McMahon could not get a TV deal for a WCW show. Right. Like yeah. nobody wanted to fucking touch it because it was losing so much money, you know? Right. Um, so Vince buys it, and on March 26th, three days later, we get the famous simulcast between Raw and Nitro, which was really impressive to me when I looked at the dates. It was three days, and they somehow figured out the logistics to broadcast that simulcast. Right. You know what I mean? Which I guess if you're those... I don't know. If I worked in the TV truck, I probably would be like, oh, dude, it was easy. There's nothing to it. You just hit this button. But from the outside, I'm like, wow, that was a major thing to just to be able to pull it off technically. Yeah, we're still talking 2001 here. Right, right. Yeah. So Vince comes out in the beginning of Raw and he's like, <laughs> he's like trolling he's the crowd. Yeah. He's just being, a, he's, he's boasting. He's being a dick. because He's is, swinging his dick around. He's, he's like, swing, exactly. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Oh, yeah. He's like slapping the front row with that dick. Right, right. Like a fucking Gallagher show. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's asking the fans who they want him to sign. And he's like, Luger, Hogan, Booker, Steiner, Goldberg. And the crowd was like kind of different on some of them. They wanted uh, Booker. They wanted Goldberg. They didn't want Luger or Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. And then he told the fans to fuck themselves and said he's firing all of them anyway. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, he's just being a complete dick, but the yeah. fans are cheering him because they hate WCW more than they hate him, which was really interesting. Which, to be perfectly honest, I thought that way too. Oh, I me too. I was, yeah, I was like glad WCW went out of business, and a part of it was like WCW did pay, play dirty, 
but I also was getting the McMahon propaganda of Ted Turner's had this vendetta against me from the 80s and all he's ever wanted to do is ruin my family business. Yes, he wants to put me out of business. He hates McMahon, blah, 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 blah. We totally fed into that, dude. Totally. I totally, I bought every fucking bit of it and like yeah. really, in you know, and like really it's like, nah, Turner just wanted some shit to put on his TV channel. You know, That's he didn't it. give a fuck about Vince. Nope. Yeah. I know there was that it. little feud with the time slots when Vince bought Georgia, but I, I don't think Ted held a grudge. No, dude. No, it was all business after that. Yeah. So Vince says, I'm going to sign the contract at WrestleMania. Shane shows up on the TV in at WCW at Panama Beach, Florida. Well, he wanted Ted Turner to bring the contract to him to sign. Right, right. He's, yeah, right. He's want, <laughs> he was going to sign it in the ring. Yeah, the only way I'll sign it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Shane announces that he already swooped up on it under Vince's nose and bought the company. And yep. he's now the owner of the company. And that was a big, just a, a bomb dropped on Vince. It was cool watching it at the time. You're like, oh, fuck, wait, what's going to happen now, you know? Yes, it was must-watch television at that point. Like, we are mm -hmm. off to the races. And this is like a week before WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, also, he fired Jeff Jarrett um, at the very beginning of the show. <laughs> kind of the first thing he did on the show was he fired Jeff Jarrett because Jarrett had held him up for 300000 like two years before this. Yep, at a pay-per-view. Yeah, so... About dropping the strap. Right, to China, yeah. Exactly, yeah, that IC yeah. title. So <laughs> That was sweet revenge, dude. People that do oh, that on yeah. fucking national television. Oh, yeah, like, he loved it. a huge fuck you, and now he works for the WWE, go figure. Yeah, he's like the VP of live events or something. Like, he's, you know, yeah. he's like an executive. Yeah, yeah. watch Jarrett buy fucking WWE. He might end up becoming the chairman. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so now, do you know that? Did you know that the original plan was for the invasion to start at, at WrestleMania? Uh, no, yes. I did not know that. Okay. Or well, not at the time, but I'm well, no, nobody worried. knew at the time. I read this oh, yeah. years ago. The plan was the guys who the um, it would have been the guy, so the guys that you saw at WrestleMania, which would have been Storm, Stasiak, Hugh Morris. I'm trying to think of who else was there. Palumbo O'Hare. Yeah, it was six guys or so. They were going to do a run-in to help Shane in his match with Vince. The reason that didn't happen is because Stasiak, stupid ass, and um, spoiler, I mentioned this sort of on the next episode because we recorded the, we're recording these out of order. Um, I mentioned that Stasiak's a fucking idiot. This is, is why Stasiak's an idiot. The day before he went and did an interview, I, I, I was unclear whether it was a regular radio interview or like a uh, internet radio interview. Some kind he of He did publicity. an interview and said that we're going to invade the WWE tomorrow. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the company found out. Vince heard about it. So Vince calls up Johnny Ace. He says, fire them all. Fuck them. They were, in, they were all there, but they were staying in another hotel. They weren't in the, you know, WWE gets a big hotel for everyone, for the whole company. So they put um, up WCW like a Motel 6? Yeah, they put up like a Motel 6, like in the outskirts of Houston. Like by a Denny's? Yeah, next to a Denny's. Between, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, between a Denny's and a Whataburger. WWF gets uh, gets Waffle House. Yes. WCW gets Denny's. <laughs> um, so Johnny Ace, after finishing Man, up with Vince's sloppy seconds, comes down, tells him to meet him downstairs <laughs> in the lobby. He tells him all, "You're fired. Get your stuff. You're getting sent home. Like we're going to send you to the airport. And you're going home." So they're like, everyone's like, "Fuck," you know. And they find out it was Stasiak who fucking stooges the whole thing off. They end up changing their mind and they said, okay, fine, you're not fired, but you're not doing anything tonight. You're going to sit in a box and eat fucking salami and Frito pie. 
and that's your WrestleMania. But so it was supposed to happen several weeks earlier, but Stasiak opened his fucking mouth. Unbelievable. Yeah, can you imagine that? Like, how pissed would you be? I'm surprised Hugh Morris didn't beat his ass right there in the lobby. Right, he was known yeah. to fucking light into guys for shit. Right, and there's one fucking company left, and you just got you. He just got him fired from it. That's true. They were literally the only game in town. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that ROH had started yet. No, I don't think so. But even if they had, like, it was you know. still like super small indie. Like TNA wasn't around yet. No, they were. There was around. nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Nice. So then the actual invasion happens a couple weeks after that. When was uh, I didn't write down the date. It was like May, right? It was in May. Yeah, it was like a month later. And Lance Storm kicks the whole thing off. He does a run-in on... Who did he do a run-in on? Oh, shit. We need a fact check. Shit. I, I know it was Storm. He ju- oh, I can't think of who it was, but he jumps in on TV. He jumps in the ring and super kicks someone during their match. And then a bunch of WCW guys come from the crowd, and there's a beatdown. And you end up having a couple weeks of that where the WCW guys are getting involved in matches and fucking people up. Yes, but the issue was, like, watching it, mm-hmm. you're like, where are the bigger names? Because at the time, we didn't really know who was coming in from WCW and who was not. Right. So you're watching these names run in, and, like, I love Lance Storm. Yeah. But do I want to see Lance Storm come in and fuck somebody up? Or do I want to see, like, Sting drop from the rafters and fuck somebody up? Right, right. Super kicks Harry Saturn in his match against Steve Blackman. There you go. There you go. Which, who knew Steve Blackman was there that long? I totally forgot he was around that long. I didn't realize he was still there in a while. Yeah, I thought he was gone by like late Steve Blackman wasn't involved in the invasion. He would have been awesome. (laughs) What was that, the last we saw of him? It might have. It might (laughs) have. Maybe. They write him off TV with a super kick from Lance Storm? (laughs) No. he No. Legend killer. Uh, Storm uh, kicks Saturn. Uh, Blackman gets the win, and then Storm runs off. I think hmm. that was it. Can you guys hear music? No, no. I think Carissa turned her iPad up, and music's coming from the office. Hang on, I got to set up my fucking thing. <laughs> this is such a professional podcast. Oh, I know, and I oh, have the doors. It? I have the doors open. I can't wait for fucking the dog to start barking or. <laughs> It's like um, 4th of July is like in five days. I can't wait for the fireworks oh, to start. Everybody oh, testing yeah. out their shit. I'm yeah. surprised they haven't started going off yet. Well, it's not quite dark yet. It's only 720, but probably probably next episode they will. Yeah, yeah, most likely. Yeah, yeah. they're already going off here too. It's bullshit. Yeah, or they'll wait till like 1130 when I'm asleep. Right. Yeah. Um. So at this point, Stone Cold's a heel. Yeah, yeah he's he turned st- at seven. So he ends up joining... Um, so Shane, so Shane shows up and it's Shane's running this invasion and they start giving him TV time. They start letting him actual, actually wrestle and Stone Cold turns on Vince cause he had turned, he had turned heel at 17 and kind of, I think what happened, well, before he, he I'm sorry, he didn't join the invasion. Um, he's still he, heel, but he's turning on Vince or just, well, he's not enthused, uh, or that's, aff- associating yeah. with him anymore. And I, that's what I meant. And I think this was a way to get him booed because they turned him heel, but he still wasn't getting booed because nobody wants to boo Stone Cold. So how do you get him booed? You turn him into Hangman Page because that's <laughs> what he was acting like. He became this like stoic fucking sad drunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, who was just like lame and like didn't want to be involved in, with anything. And he just wanted to, wanted to hug people. Yeah. He wanted to hug people. And he was just like, yeah, he just got like lame. 
And then he starts getting booed finally. That's what it took. Yeah, right, right. And then Kurt Angle got cheered. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kurt Angle got cheered. So then we get uh, the ECW guys show up. A couple of them, Dreamer and RVD did a run-in during a Lance Storm um, and Mike Awesome match versus Jericho and Kane. The WWE guys who came from ECW, like the ones who'd been there for a while, like Taz and these people, they come down and run them off. And then we get Vince tells Vince and Shane make a deal that they're going to team up their guys against the ECW guys to get them out of there. As far as you know, Shane has nothing to do with them. Later on in the in the night, we have a match. Then it turns out ECW is with WCW. Like it was yep. all a fucking scam. Like yep. and you see now, them, in, you see them in fighting stance. They're ready to go, and then suddenly they start hugging. And they start hugging exactly right. Stuff. You think you're going to see a brawl, and then it turns out they're on the same side. Yep, and we yeah, have an so, alliance. Yeah, and then then it's the alliance. Yeah, and at this point, Stephanie's involved. Heyman was on commentary during that. Jr. is asking what the fuck is going on, and Heyman puts his headphones down to come explain what's going on. Yep. Yeah. And um, you have the brawls like all the time on TV. Austin's just not helping. He's just like acting like a bitch. I think he he hurt. He broke his hand or something too at this point. Yeah, Booker T gave him a move on one of the announce tables and legit yeah. broke some bones in his hand. Yeah, so oh. he was out anyway for a bit. Also, uh, like really early on on this, maybe you'd say uh, Lance Storm really kicked it off. I think the one that really was a big blow was Mike Awesome winning the hardcore title at Madison Square Garden off of Rhino. And that was the first person from the Alliance to win a title, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so early on, yeah, the Invasion has, or the uh, Alliance has some momentum with yeah. stuff like that. So now, now you're, like, originally you're thinking, Shane, now you're just being a prick. Once he did that, shit, this is getting serious now. And then you would just see that momentum consistently building up. And then the, the WWE is compromised with Austin acting like a bitch. Yep. So you're like, what how what the fuck is Vince gonna do? Um and that leads up to the invasion pay-per-view, which we're not gonna go into because we're doing an episode on that next week. But the week before the Undertaker comes out and does like a motivational speech for the locker room, Austin's at the bar because he's because he's awesome. Because he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you do when you're he, awesome, you hang out at the bar. You hang out at the bar, right. Yeah. yeah. Drunk wrestling history t shirt. <laughs> if only we knew. Yeah, do shots of Jaeger. Exactly. I remember and, um, Undertaker's going like, there's no shame in going out there getting your ass kicked. Yeah, but, yeah. Undertaker's a great promo because this one he's an oh, American yeah. badass. So he was doing. Undertaker does a really good promo. He just didn't do him when he was a dead man, you know, but he right. can talk. Yep. Um, and then Freddie Blassie shows up in the wheelchair oh, and dude. comes. And he doesn't say much. But he ends up standing up out of the wheelchair and gets that locker yeah. room fired up. And I remember watching this at the time, and I was such a Freddie Blassie fan. Oh, um, yeah, dude. You know, with him coming back in the Attitude Era, he was great. But I liked him from when I was a kid from the Coliseum home videos. Oh, yeah. You know? He was had such a mouthpiece on him, dude. He was so fucking good. It was like him and Heenan, I think, were the two best. Right, right. Yeah, he was great. I love Freddie Blassie. Yeah. I, might have, I don't remember if his book was out at this point. But I read his book, and I love the book. And I'm I, watching this, Fred Blassie got me fired up. Yep. And then you see Austin in the bar, and he's like, fuck it, I'm going to the arena. And he shows up, and he's all, fuck, he's Team McMahon at that point. Yep, and, you get and he's back to being Austin again. He's, he's back Referred to being Austin. Referred to as, the, I need the old Stone Cold. Yep, and now you have the old Stone Cold. Mm -hmm. And the next week is the Invasion pay-per-view, and so we'll kind of skip right over that. 
Um, oh, so this whole time, The Rock has been gone because he got suspended after 17. Um, he was actually filming Scorpion King and Triple H got hurt right before the invasion started. Tor yep, Taurus Quad. Taurus Quad right in Taurus two. Uh, Two-man power trip lost their tag titles to Jericho and Benoit. And that made... That instantly made Jericho and Benoit number one and one A in the company, I believe, for that entire month leading up to King of the Ring. Agree, Adam, a hundred percent. That was not so one and two, awesome. one and one A. They yep. just tore shit up, including yep. possibly my favorite TLC match of all time, uh, the four way at uh, uh, in Anaheim against uh, Dudley's Hardys and uh, Edge and Christian. Was that that was a King of the Ring? No, that was on SmackDown, the first ever okay. oh, network shit. network broadcast broadcast TLC match. Okay, okay, yeah. No, I agree with you, Adam. He's a piece of shit, but oh, definitely. What he, what he did during that particular Jericho? run, not Jericho. Oh, what well, kind of him too? <laughs> but no, that run that they had right there, like right after Triple H got injured, was absolutely the booking of those two guys was just absolutely incredible, and they definitely carried that ball. I agree with you 100%. Mm -hmm. And then also, uh, st still can't forget this, uh, DDP is stalking uh, Taker's wife, Sarah. Another huge uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, because DDP but, yeah. needed like a revamp mm -hmm. of that character, so they had to turn him into a stalker. He had to be yeah. a, a sexual predator. Yeah, but I mean, like, just uh, these alliance occurrences of what's happening. You got guys showing up, you got now got guys uh, winning titles, uh, you're now now you're seeing who's really getting into head of uh, WWF uh, wrestlers and uh, possibly Vince throwing this crazy ass six storyline. <laughs> yeah. So at Invasion, the Alliance ends up coming out on top. Mm -hmm. They win the main event, the inaugural brawl. And what was? Do you remember the final score of matches? I they, believe it was six five alliance. Okay, that's what I thought. They won. Well, you by know one. what? No, I, I take that back. It was five five alliance. Uh, they, they tied, but if oh, they you tied. Count okay. the, the pre show alliance won six five. Okay, but so call it five five. But they won the inaugural brawl, and yes. Vince lost Austin because Austin swerved in the match and joined the alliance. Yep. So now you're like, well, shit. Vince is in, you know Vince is in trouble now. And yep. the what? And the way they they build that, it was like. Even at the time, I thought it was like whoever wins this match, company lives. Apparently, I didn't understand this, but uh, it's okay because I was not as educated. But uh, it really, yeah, it really did feel like uh, WCW and ECW. They were just absolutely taking taking over. Every bit of momentum has completely swung their way by this point. It was excellent booking to have the Alliance win that match, for sure. It was. It made perfect sense. Oh, you don't totally. Want them That's how you carry it forward. Right. You don't want them to come in and get smoked right away because then, you know, now they're chumps. Now they're, it looked like yeah. it, though. It looked like Vince was dick swinging again on this pay-per-view. WWE went up three to... Well, we'll get into that, obviously, in that episode. But they took a hot lead, and you're like, oh, fuck, Vince is, Vince is going to bury these guys right off the bat, dude. They're going to lose every fucking match. Right, right. It turns out Vince, Vince knows long... Vince knew long-term booking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, yeah. If you, yeah. To, now he knows uh, long-term payoffs. Yeah. To illustrate how he doesn't know long-term long-term booking anymore, see Zia Lee. Um, <laughs> so Rock comes back. Vince is like, shit. I got. I need some help. 
I got to get the rock back. But the rock is sort of like, mm, I don't know what, you, what side I'm in. You I'm suspended on, me. Why should I trust you? Yep. You suspended yep. me. You fucked me at WrestleMania. Like, why would I be on your side? And Vince was actually pretty cool because he was like, look, I promise you I'm not going to fuck you over in this. I can't promise I'll never fuck you over later if you deserve it. But right now, I'm never going to, I won't fuck you over. Right now, I won't do that. Trust the devil yeah. you know versus the devils you don't. Right. But Shane's also trying to get him over. So they're like competing for his affection. Mm -hmm. And The Rock ends up rock bottoming both of them. And he stays with Vince. And then the same night, Booker wins the title back from Angle, who had won it the Monday before. This is Friday. Booker had won the, or Angle had won the title from Booker. Booker wins it right back, which was kind of goofy. They traded yeah, it for a week. Yeah, I don't like those quick title changes, but you know, to tell the what essentially was a quick story of this whole invasion thing, because it basically ran from that pay per view, which is in what June or July, mm -hmm. all the way until November at the Survivor Series. Given that this story had been building for years and years and years, to finish it off in like five months, right? It is kind of a short story that they told. It is, yeah, that's true. I mean, shit, Andre and Jake the Snake feuded for a year. Exactly. Yes, and granted, different time. You didn't have as many pay per views going on, but I understand the quick title changes in a, I guess, a compacted storyline as this was. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. So then we get to SummerSlam the following month, and the main event is Rock versus Booker T. Were you there, Scott? I was not. I was this there. Was, this was at the Shark Tank. Yeah, Shark Tank. It was. And I wish it's I one had. of my biggest regrets not going yep. to that show because I was at a wedding of people I don't even talk to anymore. So sad. Mm. The worst, right? Yeah. yeah. It was a good show, too, because it was The Rock versus Booker T in the main event um, for the WCW title. The Rock wins the WCW title. Um, Taker Austin and Kane, Angle. Uh, yeah, Austin and Angle. And who won that? I didn't write that down. Angle won by DQ. Okay, Angle won by DQ. Taker and Kane beat DDP and Canyon to unify the tag team titles. Yes. And so you've got... Now the WWE's like, they're fighting back. They, Do they unify they or just claim both? Because... There well, was, they claimed both, yeah. They just claimed both, but didn't unify them. Okay. Well, right, right. They or, just, yeah, yeah they, they were double champion. All right, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. RVD uh, and uh, Jeff Hardy in a ladder match. Drunk fact, I was in Salt Lake City a week before this match. We took a, we got a shuttle to take us to our hotel. Um, and we were leaving and the, hotel, uh, the shuttle driver's on the phone. He goes, well, I didn't see him, but I'll swing around again. I don't know if I've told the story before. Um. And I had seen Rhino and Tajiri when we were leaving the airport. I was like, I saw Rhino first. I was like, I recognize that guy. Who is that? And I was like, oh, it's fucking Rhino. Then I saw Tajiri. So the car swings back around through the airport, picks up fucking Jeff Hardy. Oh. So I'm sharing a shuttle with Jeff Hardy from the hotel to the airport, from the airport to the amazing. hotel. So the guy starts asking, Jeff sits in the front seat because we're already in the back. And uh, it was like a, like a SUV. And the guy was like, oh, what are you in town for? He goes, oh, I'm a professional wrestler. We, we got a show tonight. And I kind of butted in. I was like, dude, you don't know who this guy is, man? I was like, this is fucking, uh, he's one of the Hardy boys. Uh, and then I, I kind of like, I was acting like a mark. That's okay. So I kind of I kind of start talking to Jeff and I was like, dude, I'm going to be at SummerSlam Sunday. And he's like, oh, cool. That's awesome, man. And I said, um, or maybe it was a week before that. Maybe it was two weeks before. I can't remember. If but you I were said, in, you did you go to SmackDown? I did. I ended up going to SmackDown that okay, night. Okay, that but. that would have been the upcoming weekend, because okay. I because I distinctly remember when they changed the logo and the set. Uh, that was at Salt Lake City. 
Okay, that was the first time in the week before Rhino speared Gord Jericho through Gord the Jericho set. That's why they changed it. Yes. So they brought out the fist. Oh, I didn't even know that. I was at the first fist SmackDown. It's not the first fisting you've attended. <laughs> <laughs> Nor will it be the last. Certainly was not that, the last. That's the <laughs> spoiler. That's alert. the setup and and the <laughs> home run. <laughs> so I asked Jeff who are you going to wrestle at SummerSlam and he goes RVD in a ladder match I was like oh cool and I had missed Raw so I just kind of assumed that they they had already said it no they hadn't said it they announced it that night at Smackdown so I kind of got the scoop before oh, anybody shit. else Damn. yeah I was like oh shit I was like fuck you dirt I cheats up, <laughs> I was I was not in Salt Lake City for that I didn't even know they were in town until I started seeing these guys and then I ended up buying tickets. I, I took a, a cab down to the arena, got tickets for the show that night. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, it was cool. And so, this was before the age of, like, cell phone selfies? Oh, yeah, I couldn't so, take it. This is 2001. Like, yeah. I had, like, a fucking Nokia. Right. <laughs> As did everybody. I wasn't taking a picture. You were playing yeah, Snake yeah, exactly. and trying to figure out how to do a cool ringtone. <laughs> yeah. And being unable to break your phone. Well, I took like a film cell of Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl and put that on my screen. It came in a bag of Doritos. So I like customized my phone early on. <laughs> I was very clever. <laughs> Fucking Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl? Yeah, dude, my phone ruled. <laughs> yeah, it was like a little film. It came with a bag of Doritos. It was like a little, it looked like a film, like a frame from a film reel. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um... So things start. So now that's August. So September, not a whole lot really happens. But in October, things start to kind of turn around when The Rock and Jericho start feuding. So now you're kind of like we're back to Vince's guys being sort of compromised, where the two top guys there's heat between, and it's how are of, they going to get along? It's more of like uh, Jericho's sick of Rock being declared the leader. Like right? No, I'm championship quality. I'll be the leader. Instead, it just turns into a feud between the two of them. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're like fighting within. Jericho ends up winning the WCW title from Rock at No Mercy, mm-hmm. and I think he dropped it back the next night or really quickly. Uh, I think it week. was the following Monday. Okay. The following. I totally forgot that he was. I totally forgot that when he became double champion, that was not his first time as champion. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then a Raw wrestle, uh, Angle wrestles Stone Cold for the title, but Commissioner Regal interferes. Cost angled the title. He ends up getting fired from WWE. He goes to the Alliance. So now it's like one more guy going over there. Another defense. And it gets worse when Angle on October 29th swerves and beats down the WWE guys with a chair and he joins the Alliance and explains that he's the winner and he wants to be on the winner's team. So now we're getting close to Survivor Series and Stone Cold and Angle are both on the WCW team. Yep. You're number Which is funny because the two yeah. top guys Back in, in, the, in the Alliance are WWE guys. Yeah. yeah. And then we get to the Survivor Series winner take all. Um, and we're going to do another episode on that week after the invasion. So we're, again, we're not going to go into this one in detail. But the main event is Rock, Jericho, Big Show, Taker, and Kane versus Angle, Austin, Shane, Booker, and RVD. Which is hilarious because it's Angle, Austin, and Shane on that team and then Booker T and RVD that you know the only two organic alliance members or WCW and ECW guys the only two (laughs) yeah exactly yeah so it's it ends up being WWE versus WWE by the time you get to the end of it pretty much WWE versus WWE and hey you two guys are cool join us 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Mc- Vince versus Stephanie and Shane. Essentially. Yeah. McMahon's right, right. battling for WWE. Well, exactly. It's the McMahon's battling for control, too, on top. Right. It's <laughs> yes. all McMahon's. It's all WWE. So I think at this point we wrap this up and kind of just summarize the whole thing because I don't want to go into Survivor Series because, like I said, we're doing an episode on that. That's its own so, show. So also, make sure make sure to listen in two weeks to find out how the invasion ends if you are, like, less than 30 and don't know. Like you weren't around then? Yeah, that's, but that's why. To kind of wrap it up, um, a lot of people hated it because they thought the alliance looked weak. Because usually if the Alliance won, there was outside interference. You know, they didn't win a lot of clean matches. They I didn't bur- feel that way at all. They were booked as dirty players. Yeah, but they were booked as the heels. So to me, that mm-hmm. was like yeah. a strange criticism. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't think, you wouldn't say that about The Miz. You know what I mean? The, of course The Miz is going to cheat to win most of his matches. He's a fucking pussy heel. Right. That's how the Alliance was. So I didn't really get that. Uh, but the the biggest criticism was that, that they didn't have any of the big stars. Booker T was by far the biggest star. Easy, yes. Yeah, and they kind of got lucky because, I mean, imagine if they didn't. So what it was was Hogan, Goldberg, Flair, Hall, Nash, Sting. Sting. I think Luger, but I'm not sure. Their contracts were not with WCW. They were with AOL Time Warner. They were essentially being paid to just sit home and rest. Right. Yeah, they, guaranteed yes. deals, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the way I understand it is Vince could have bought their deals out, but he didn't think that they were worth it um, because they were too much. You know, like Hogan can come sign with Vince for less money and have to work or he can stay home and get paid out on his contract, you know. Um, So it was just the way the deal, it was the amount of the deals and the way they were structured being with the over, you know, the um, AOL Time Warner versus WCW. So that was the biggest criticism is that they didn't have those big stars and they got really lucky that Booker was available yeah and to an extent DDP as well DDP too yeah right if you couldn't if you couldn't have gotten those guys it almost wouldn't have been worth doing you're dealing with an entire set of mid carters at that point right and clearly DDP and Booker T were the heads of the class here Mm -hmm. they were in my opinion the saving grace at least for WCW in this whole war because as a wrestling fan I had always wanted to see this. You're always right. booking, like, even with your wrestling figures, you're booking dream matches as a kid, like Sting versus Hogan and all these cool matches from WWF versus WCW back in the day. But now you've got a current day roster, and you're, like, thinking, damn, if they can get These Sting guys in their and, prime who could yes, really exactly, go for all it. all of these guys in their yeah. prime. Exactly right. There was an opportunity to make this a million times better, and that's always been my biggest gripe with the Invasion storyline. This would have been a million times better from a wrestling fan standpoint if they had gotten those bigger names. Sting, Goldberg, Luger, Scott Steiner, NWO. Bring them all over and then you have a true war. Turns out we didn't really get that until WrestleMania play button. Right. We got a taste of it here. For that, I'm thankful. But it just it's that, that one little thing in the back of your mind that this could have been better if they had just invested in those names. But as it was, Hogan and the NWO, Hall and Nash, came in in what, January the following year? I think Fe- February. February. It would have February, been thank you. No Way Out, uh, NWO, yeah, after, after the Rumble. came in around, they announced them at WrestleMania 19. Mm-hmm. He was at the Backlash pay-per-view that year, so 03. Yeah. Uh, Sting, didn't. he was the holdout, man. Uh, he had a couple of tours of TNA, and finally came to the WWE years later. But I'll be perfectly honest, that's the one name 
that if they had gotten just Sting, this could have been at least 10 times better. I would actually disagree. I would say if there was one guy you want to get at that point, it would have been Goldberg. Because, hmm. and it's just an age thing. Like Sting was, I mean, look, Sting just had that match um, at the, uh, what's it called? Forbidden Door. Today's Wednesday. He had that match Sunday. Um, Sting is great. But Sting was kind of. He's already 12 I years mean, in by this point. Right. So, uh, That's the only reason I would say years. Goldberg would be the guy. Just because, and it's it's nothing to do with how like Sting wasn't old and beat down or anything like that. But I would think it would be like a perception thing. Goldberg's the new cool guy. Even though a lot of the mystique had worn off, you know, I think people still would want to see, people who've never been to a WCW show, I think would maybe want to see Goldberg. But maybe I'm wrong, you know, uh, tweet us, hit us up on Twitter and let us know between the two who you guys would want to see. For me personally, I would have preferred, and I didn't like Goldberg, but if for me at the time it would have been one of them, I would have gone with Goldberg just because he was newer. Both homegrown talents. Both homegrown talents, yeah. And right. I would have gone with Sting just purely based off of the quality of wrestling match that would have come out of that. I would have way rather have seen Sting versus Triple H in 2002. Oh, fuck. Than yeah. 2015. So just right. based on the quality of matches, I would go with Sting, but I completely understand your point on Goldberg. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sting would have had way better matches for sure. Although Goldberg yes. eliminating like three fools in a row at Survivor Series would have been pretty cool too. <laughs> yeah, that would have yeah. been awesome actually. Um, Steiner was hurt at the time. So I don't think Steiner had that deal. I think they could have gotten Steiner, but Steiner was hurt. But from what I heard... When the fuck did he hurt himself? Because he wrestled I, at the last Nitro. I don't know. Maybe he got hurt in the gym or something, or maybe he got hurt in that match. I don't know. But I read that he was hurt. And I also... I think it was Pritchard said that Vince was a little hesitant to hire him because he was fucking crazy. You know, they thought, like, well, he's a little... <laughs> maybe we don't need... Maybe it's better we just don't have him over here. Yeah, it turns out. Look what happened two years later because he came into the WWE, too, in, like, 03. Yeah. And that didn't go crazy. well. No, he and was, he he was up, on top he, for like, what, two months? Right, and then he threatened to kill Hogan's wife and got banned from the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> that dude could party. Yeah, um, Luger was the other one. So the only ones kind of of everybody, the only ones who never came were Luger and Macho Man. Luger, I assume it was because of the way he left. And Macho, I guess it was because he banged stuff. That would pretty much be it. Yeah, I mean, there's no other reason not to bring him in. And then... um. There were WCW guys that you would have thought would have shown up, but never did until they relaunched ECW years later because there was Sandman, there was Sabu, there was uh, Terry Funk would have been a good one to bring in. Agreed. Scorpio never came in, Masato Tanaka, Mikey Whipwreck, um, Little Guido, even though he came later. Nunzio. Separate from, yep. I think he came Nunzio. separate from that. Um, Dean Douglas uh, never came. Reformed FBI with Johnny Stamboli. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dean, uh, or not Dean Douglas, Shane Douglas never came. And I was like, man, I wonder if he regretted all those promos he cut on Vince because Vince probably didn't yeah. want his ass because yeah, all, exactly all the shit he had talked. Yep, exactly. Because he wouldn't have come in as a top guy. He would have come in as a mid-carder anyway. So I wonder if Vince was like, oh, well, fuck him, you know? Yeah, he's, he's, not, he's not a needle mover. Fuck him. Yeah, he's not a needle mover. Uh, yeah, he, Vince would always bring in a guy who he thought would make him some money. But knowing Shane Douglas is not going to make him any money, why bring in the guy that talked all that shit all those years? Right, yeah, let's, let's just show him. So he kind of fucked him. himself, I think. Big time. Yeah. All right. Uh, another crazy big moment that happened in the middle of this. Just every every WWF is practically face. Any one alliance is super heel. This is yep. Angle's first run as a face. The, yeah. The famous milk truck. Oh, God, he threw, yeah. He threw Aust Austin's uh, own, like, 
top raw moment of all time threw it right back at him. That's right. And yeah. it was it was super cool. And then he even says that uh, I forget uh, where he mentioned it. Uh, he said like he apparently the milk that he drank was real. When he got on a plane afterwards, he stank that plane up. Yeah. <laughs> he also yeah. won his first title during this too, right? At the September pay-per-view? Because this is right after, because 9-11 happened during this. That, uh, that is no, another he, very important thing. Uh, no, he already knocked off uh, Rock at No Mercy prior to this, but he right. uh, got WCW title off of Booker T for that for those few days. I think it yeah. was No Mercy because I have the chair. Well, he lost the IC and European titles at WrestleMania 2000. Right in that three-way, that yes. crazy, that weird match, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that's actually another big big thing. Uh, 9-11 I don't happened. mean his first championship, yeah. his first world championship. Yeah. First one yeah. was against The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last thing I want to say is, I don't think I mentioned this yet, all the criticisms about this are accurate and fair, but I fucking love The Invasion. This might be like six of my favorite months in WWE history. I thought it was the coolest fucking thing. And going back and watching it now, I marked out so hard. And I can't wait to get to this while I'm watching through the Attitude Era. I thought it was fucking great. I'm not one of those people who thought it could have been. I mean, it could have been better, sure. But I thought it was fucking the coolest thing ever. I want to build on that uh, while squeezing in one more point. Again, this is my first year. And, or I just completed my first year, and this shit was amazing as well. Uh, how I'm hooked into it. There's uh, like mentions of CEOs and board of directors without seeing them. I just felt uh, the realism uh, with this. Uh, so we didn't need to have like old ladies hanging, uh, uh, handing out checks to the Legion of Doom for winning a. Winning a t- tournament. It's like you could just say, hey, uh, they congratulate you. All right, cool. Linda comes out. Uh, the company, uh, we're going uh, to bring in uh, these uh, the invasion. You're going to start fighting them. All right, I believe you, and I'm entertained. Uh, on the behind-the-scenes standpoint, I, I also understand that there are so many criticisms. Like, why couldn't you bring in the NWO or Sting or Goldberg and, or all these other names? I want to say that the majority of these people are just saying that they're so butthurt about getting all these fantasy matchups. But truly, a bunch of them, a bunch of these super big names that you're trying to bring over have already been with the WWF. So I would say the big ones are Sting and Goldberg. Not necessarily Steiner, but I'm going to say, is everyone really going to throw that big of a shit fit because you couldn't get two fantasy matches at the time? Be appreciative of everything else that they give you, everything that Booker and DDP gave you in this invasion story. They they really were a saving grace, and uh, now they're Hall of Famers with WWE, and I'm thankful for all the efforts that they did in this, in what may be considered Vince just had to keep the show going, or that cliche saying the show must go on they made it work thank you adam well said dude thank you thank you everybody all of you arena wise (laughs) (laughs) no i agree with pretty much everything you said there yeah 
And um, personally, I, I didn't miss Goldberg. I didn't miss, I was kind of over Hogan, even though I marked out hard when he came back. I never was a fan of Nash. I, I was over Hall. You know, so guy, I didn't miss those guys, but I totally get why people did and thought it could have been better. And they're right; it could have been better. It was more like great, more like ah, darn, they didn't get him. Still not bad though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And And I think that's it. I think that takes care of our invasion. Our one-hour drink up, (laughs) the first ever, the first, the longest drink up in history. Uh, We hope all of you enjoyed this. At the time when uh, the invasion was taking place, like I do say it a lot, what do you think of these events as they were taking place? We really want to know what you were feeling because this was crazy. Mm-hmm. Sh- this was crazy shit. Uh, not just well, what you're watching, but behind the scenes, a lot of things rolling. And I, I would assume, like as a wrestling fan, now you're trying to wonder, uh, like wh- where your true allegiance is while watching everything uh, happen. Please let us know uh, uh, what you thought about uh, the events at the time and what you thought about our episode on our social media platforms. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, wrestling underscore drunk. Please tell your family, friends, heels, and faces to like, share, subscribe because I uh, want to keep this uh, drunk wrestling entertainment going. And we also need uh, another reason to drink. On behalf of. Uh, I, I don't need additional reasons to drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it, I need reasons not helps. to drink, to tell, tell you the truth. But if you buy a shirt, we can drink. Yes. Buy a fucking yes, shirt. You're depriving them. Help them. On behalf of Eddie and Scott, I'm Adam reminding all of you to enjoy your buzz. Watch wrestling responsibly. Drink like nobody's watching. And we'll see you next week for Invasion, the pay-per-view, back in uh, 2001. And we'll see you then. One, two, three. Invasion! Dive. Where's Sting? <laughs>